Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Good morning, football podcast. It's been a while, Nate Burleson. It has been a while, but I'm back. We're back. We're in New York City, live from Houston. We were. <laughs> we got Peter Schrager. How you doing, Peter? Hey, Kay. We're doing great. My voice is a little raspy. I still haven't come down from some of those uh, screaming uh, moments we've had from Good Morning Football last week and some partying as well. Screaming? Mm. I thought you were going to go screwdrivers. Screwdrivers. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. <laughs> I may fall asleep in the middle of the podcast. Your though. eyes are closed. What I might do a Francesa. On? I'm sorry, Peter. The Pope fell asleep on the air. I'm going to do it in the middle of our podcast. Fall yes, he did. I've seen the video. It's very compelling. But yeah, Kay, it's great to be here. Hi, I'm Kay Adams. It is the aftermath, the after show of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 51 in Houston. We all got to go and had a blast. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever been part of quite such a positive, overwhelmingly, strikingly positive experience as far as what we put out on the air. I was so proud of us. Let me just say this and proud of you guys and us coming together. It wasn't easy, but it was so rewarding from my perspective. So thanks, you guys, for making Thank it awesome. Thank you, Kay, and yeah. thanks for being uh, our point, point guard, guard, honestly. Yeah. But, I mean, there was two cool elements to our shows. One was a live studio audience, which – I can't speak enough of just how amazing we fed off that energy. And the four second, hours, Peter, the same people sitting there, four hours. And into we were it, worried about it. And positive, yeah. we didn't know what it was going to be. I thought they were going to pull strangers off the street. No, these people were passionate football fans. And the second part was an amazing roster of guests that were funneling through. So you combine that with some of the funny gags and great creative talent our producers and uh, our hosts came up with. It was an amazing three shows, an amazing three shows. Yeah, you know, and so we're clear, it, it, the NFL experience wasn't open. Like, the fans were there before – the normal amount of the fans. Public. So they came in and were there from the jump. But you're right, it was the guests. And i, I got to be honest, last week when I saw the list of guests, I was thinking to myself, wow, how are we going to be on point for every single guest and mm-hmm. give them the just due? Because you don't want somebody to come up. And even though we're all familiar with the football players, even me as a former player, like I want to be able to introduce a guy and give him credit and talk about whatever he's doing and whatever he has going on without looking 
in the past, whatever our past guest was, or looking forward to who we got in the next 15 minutes. So I just I, kudos to all you guys. We did a great job. And I think it was I think that last day it was like 20 guests or something like it that. It was literally 20 guests. That's Nick. crazy. Okay, you said something uh, I thought was it rang true for me that like you tell and you learn about people when you travel with them. You know, I remember when every time I would start dating a new girl, whenever it was, my that mom would always be like, yes. first trip is a doozy. So yeah. you should travel with them. Go away for a weekend and see how it goes because there's stress. We, we've never traveled together, right. the four of us. And like it went really well. We were very proud of it. And Nate, to your point, like are we going to be prepared for all these guests? Some of that was just us just winging it. I remember yeah. a guest specifically, uh, an NFC running back who sat down with us. And Nate and I were like, we had no preparation. We hadn't looked at any questions or anything. We just kind of had to wing it. Yeah. And it was one of our best ones. Yeah. So I give us some credit too. What the yeah. hell, right? And DB and Kastner for doing some of that yeah. legwork yeah. and research and pre- preparing yeah. us Shout as our producers. Shout out to everybody behind the scenes. Uh, it was literally a blast. And I think the positivity thing it's easy to, you know, be exhausted. To yeah. have, you have, you know, social obligations. We each want to also hang out together, but we have mm-hmm. other people from, you know, you've got Fox, Traeger. I've got people from NBC. I want to see Rome, former yeah. players. And we still somehow come together and make it work. And I'm not t- trying to have this, like, oh, pat ourselves in the back session, but it was just so positive. All the, like, reaction. Meeting all the people at NFL Network was so it was awesome. Like, was the best. Yeah. It's like an episode like, of The Simpsons where all the fringe characters come together. Yes. You know, like, we're on an island. The crossover episode. But I, feel like I, yes. but I feel like I actually have friends in these people now. Like, Tiffany Blackman, like, next time I see her, we're going to go out and, like, tear it up. And I yes. love her. And I love all the people that I got to meet. And Garofolo, Garofolo's wife. Everybody is amazing. Yeah, we've, we, if you watch the show a lot, you you know that these people come on our show constantly. The the, the Garofolos and the Tiffany Blackmans and Jane Slaters. And we generally don't have any interaction with them. We're on an island in New York. They're all in L.A. You get a quick, hey, how you doing? Yeah, hey. But like on TV, though, you don't get the a hug or have a beer or whatever. We got to do all of that. So if you watch a lot of NFL Network, you watch our show, thank you. It was like this incredible reunion or first Dave reunion, Damashek. Dave Damashek is a great example. And Steve Weish I met for oh, the first Weish time. Oh, Weish was awesome. It was so cool. That was so fun for us. We have so many stories from Houston, too. Like, so many memories. Let's get to Let's those. just go, go into it. it. Let's just, yeah, I mean, just look, rattle them off. I got a million of them. I, the first one that comes to mind is part of a bigger experience. We've talked about this this week. At the NFL Honors the Award Show, which is the NFL Oscars, I got to do a cool thing, be backstage, and when the winners or presenters would come off, the first person they would see was me. So I talked to a lot of big people, the J.J. Watt and Eli Manning, whatever. The one that was funny, though, was the one I was totally unprepared for, Common. All right, Common. <laughs> the rapper? Common. Yeah, the rapper. Now, Common was there presenting. I don't know what award it was, but I had a list of 15 people I had questions prepared for. I'm a preparer. I had all my questions. I had nothing for Common. Yeah. And some of these people, you have to be like, can you please come on for 60 seconds? And then there, there'll be like one question. Common just walked up and was like, hey, am I supposed to talk to you? And I was like, hell yes, Common, come on. <laughs> so I got nothing. And From I, Chicago. That's what I found out. I know it's from Chicago. So I asked her some question about, you know, your favorite Super Bowl memory, blah, blah, blah. And she says, man, it's got to be those 85 Bears and that Super Bowl shuffle. So then I start Speaking rapping your shuffle. I'm, I'm the Pucky QB known as McMahon. And Common jumps in. When I hit the field, I ain't got no plan. Now we're doing bars together, me what? and Common. It was my favorite interview, at least non-football. And, we, and he's like, we did the That's sweetness. That's awesome, KV. He, at the beginning, Walter Payton goes, my name's a sweetness and I'd like to dance. And then Common goes, running the ball is like making romance. And then we're laughing about Payton's out there talking about having sex <laughs> in football. And so that was the point of the Houston experience. I had no idea what That's I was awesome, like. All man. I knew about Common was Terminator Salvation with a Christian uh, Bale. 
and all of a sudden we're rapping together. Isn't that so symbolic of fun? Week, though? Nate yes. is so jealous of you because I remember the specific moment that we saw. There's so many famous people and legends uh-huh. walking around on the carpet. We're on this platform. And NF Honors, you got the carpet. And Nate's got hops, so he's able. I mean, I have heels that are literally yeah. a foot tall, so I, I don't move. I'm not going down. <laughs> I'm not going up. Nate is bouncing up and down off of this platform, and one of the most people he was most excited to just hop off was to talk to Common for a second, go dap him yeah, up. Yeah, I saw him. Come I, back. I, I, I stalked him from a distance. Yeah. He walked up, and I hopped down off the little perch, and I walked to him. I was like, Common, man, I just got to say what's up, man. My name is Nate, bro. And he cut me off. Nate, I know who you are. Oh. I could have walked away there. And I was just like, man, listen, enjoy your night. Let me just walk away before I start mumbling and stumbling yeah. over like my words. like a kid in a candy store. I, it is. That. I'm a big I really, hip-hop guy. Really quickly, yeah. you are such an over-preparer, but Kyle, I have to tell you, yeah. you just off the dome are so Thank you. Yeah, you and your you split personalities, man. You, you guys run that. You need to be prepared. I'm sure that common thing killed. It was fun. It was really fun. I mean, look, if he had said, I'm, you know, I'm from Denver, I'd have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but he was from Chicago. It just worked out. So let me give you my story from that night. What do you got? Um, that I haven't shared with you what guys. What was your experience? This was crazy. So you guys, all three of you were working the event. I had uh, either the luxury or the, or the curse of not being asked to work the event. Instead, I just got to attend as a guest. And I'm like, of course I'll go. NFL honors. I've never been. It's a very exclusive list of people that get to go. It's basically NFL legends, NFL uh, uh, current players, the award and Emily nominees, Ratajowski. Emily Ratajkowski, <laughs> John Hamm, and a few other people, and I was one of them that were invited to attend. So I go, and I was gonna. You guys all left around like 11 a.m. noon to get there. Three o'clock. I was I was supposed to have a car pick me up. All right. So the car nowhere to be found at three o'clock. Like nowhere to be found. There's a lot of that, rolls, that weekend. <laughs> three fifteen rolls around. Three thirty. Basically, we were in. Uh, you know, we were in like. Belgrade, like pre you know, world pre Cold War, the yes. way that the the streets were blocked off, like you couldn't get in and out of this facility where we were. But anyway, can't get a car. It's four o'clock. NFL honors is starting at five thirty. Lights go down five forty five. I'm freaking out a little bit, and there's a bus sitting in front of the Hilton, and the bus is just guys in the gold jackets, Ooh-wee. just Hall of Famers. And I'm like, are they going to the honors? And some guy with a clipboard's like, yeah, that's the Hall of Fame bus that we take all of the living Hall of Famers. <laughs> Here, you did it. Yeah, you they, dweeb. They, they, <laughs> this is Tim Brown, Aeneas Williams, you name it. They're all I there. Mean, Roger Staubach. Willie Brown. Legends. Yeah. You've got them all. I mean, Warren Moon is sitting there. Okay. Aeneas Williams. I'm looking at Willie Lanier. I'm looking at Willie Brown with the hat on. That's the bus that drives to football heaven. This is, right? the, dri- right. this is the drive to heaven. And I'm sitting there. In my ill-fitting suit, um, <laughs> my phone lightly charged, not fully charged, and I'm thinking, Never is. I'm that. thinking, what do I do? I mean, the alternative is I try to get an Uber. It was impossible to get anywhere. Hoof it. Hoof it. I want to go to this Hoof event, it. and there's this wonderful, wonderful woman with a clipboard, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say her name, but I said, hey, I got it. She goes, Peter Schrager, good morning football, right? I go, yeah. She goes, I'll get you on that bus. What? You got a seat on the bus? I go, all right. She worked for the NFL. She's like, I got you. Just stay, lay low. We got to board every single one of them first. Wow. And these guys. Shout I mean, out this, to Wendy. I mean, this, no, <laughs> no, it, wasn't, it wasn't Wendy. These legends are boarding Great this job, bus, Pam. right? All these legends, one by one. Not even with their family members. Solo. Like, their family members couldn't get on the bus. They were the only ones. And there's one seat left, and I just slide on. Now, here's the thing. The bus is pulling up. We got a little escort into the facility, into the honors. And I'm looking outside the window, and there's a line of 200 people deep with tickets waiting to get in. But my bus is going past that. Yep. Uh-oh. The bus is pulling up. It's about to spit out. This bus is just stopping directly at the red carpet. <laughs> so now picture this off a bus. Arrivals. With, the red carpet arrivals. With, with a tinted window bus. You've got Bruce Smith walking off the bus. Yeah. You've got Warren Moon. Yeah. Peter, I'm picturing Kevin Fraser. Who's coming out of the bus? Who is this? Who's next? Thurman Thomas. Yeah. 
Barry Sanders. Shannon Sharp. Are you joking? Willie Lanier. Anais Williams. Michael Irvin. Peter Schrager. I walk off. I look literally like, what's the scene in Shawshank when he pops out and he's like, you know, he's. When he comes out of the tube? He's out of the tube. That was me. I'm out of the tube. I'm on the red carpet all of a sudden. People flashing bulbs. Incredible. Crazy. So I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to duck out of here. I got to do this. Jameis Winston, for some reason, the first person I see, we converge. Pete, what's up? Oh, no way. He knows you. He knows us from the show. Did you tell me you don't like being called Pete? No, I just kind of let it go. I didn't call him Jabu either. So we hug and I'm like, like, all right, and I'm looking, I'm looking, and then Brian McCarthy, who runs uh, NFL, NFL PR, PR snaps, snaps a photo of me on this red carpet looking, and he tweets out, in that moment, the NFL honors, all the stars are here, dot, 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 and Peter Schrager. Uh, <laughs> so you you took the seat on that bus. I took the you seat on You know what the fall of that was? Is Steve Larson had taken UberX. <laughs> You had to take an Uber X to the awards. You took the Steve Larson seat. Uber pool. Uber pool. Art Art pool. Even worse. Art Monk is still waiting. (laughs) Art Monk is still at the hotel waiting. I thought it was a bus that's supposed to be here. Sorry, Mr. Monk. You snooze, you lose. So sure enough, I get to the honors. I love that you found your way to us and came and said hi. And the first thing I did, beeline to see you guys. Great picture of you three. It looks good. Uh, And that night was surreal. The Super Bowl, we can go into all the stories of that too, but that night was surreal. Okay, just to wrap it up, we sat next to, directly next to Matt Ryan's mom and dad. It's unbelievable. Arthur Blank and Stacey Quinn, who's Dan Quinn's wife, um, and they were nothing but gracious and unbelievable, but we were placed in the fourth row in the Atlanta Falcons section. Night before the Super Bowl. The night before the Super Matt Bowl. Matt Ryan won the MVP that night. Well, Jerry Jones gets inducted in the Hall of Fame. We got Charlotte sitting right in front and, of and me. And Steven. I mean, it's like... They're it, shaking when he gets announced. It is so real what you're feeling. You're, I'm feeling... Just the happiness and the just all unadulterated all, these people have joy money. This is coming all off want, of you know? Kurt Warner's wife. Brenda. Like, like the warmth was hitting me in the face. That's so it cool. was unreal. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, my weekend was, was just as exciting. Starting with the honors, you know, just the guys coming up to us and telling us about our show. That was something I'll never forget. And it was a lot of gold jackets. And I don't know why I assume they don't watch the show, but maybe I just thought to myself that, they don't want to watch the three-hour football slash silly. Maybe they don't watch every day, but yeah, you know, I was but talking to, about football. What do we know? You know to, yeah, they're to, above to it. To recognize this, it meant a lot to me. And you know, Kay talked about it. Like I would hop off the little purse that we were on, and I would run down and dap up the Hall of Famers. I dap up current players. I dap up you know the former players, the recently retired players. And the reason I do that is because oftentimes football players they're so ego driven, and their pride gets in the way of just acknowledging their peers and Mm. acknowledging greatness. So I don't want to make it uncomfortable. I I don't like head nods. Uh, If I see you from a distance, fine. But I want to go down, walk up to you, see you, see me, walk and shove my pride aside and say, I see you today. I recognize you. What's up, brother? So I would do that. But what kind of made me smile was when I didn't have a chance to do it, whether I was in a segment or I was talking to somebody else, and somebody would run up on me. And, you know, it was like Victor Cruz Mm -hmm. or – or Antonio Brown, you know, would come up and say, what's up, big brother? And I'm like, damn, it's crazy. You know, he would kind of recognize me like that. And, you know, Randy Moss, a guy that I play with. And, you know, Randy works for Fox, I mean, ESPN. And, you know, he did work with work at Fox with you, Peter Schrager. So we're familiar with him, and I'm familiar with him because I played. But for him to kind of come up and share some moments and memories from when we played, um, those were special moments to me. And, you know, I can appreciate it. Now, being an analyst, being a host, and um, seeing these guys, and appreciating the way they see me, it means the world to me. 
Has Steve Smith told you that he ran into us, and is he getting a restraining order? So when you guys were headed to that, <laughs> to that was a fun moment. Headed to that meeting or at that meeting, I was on my way to Gatorade to work out with JJ Watch trainer for this like pre combine package they're doing Whoa. that they're going to show NFL.com, right? JJ Watts trainer. Yeah, it's like it's being crazy. a Dell's voice coach. That's exactly That's legit. what it is. So <laughs> I get a call and it's Steve Smith senior. I'm like, hello. He's like, where you at, bro? I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm on my way to a thing. I'm here. I'm here with all your coworkers. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, I'm here, man. Where you at? I'm like, I got this thing, man. They, they kind of let me out of it. Oh, okay, I'm just playing with you, man. But, yeah, we here, man. We doing it. We got to link up, bro. And I'm He's like, like this girl crazy. will not leave me alone. I so he, he, he recognized that you guys were there. But, yeah, the weekend was great. I didn't have a chance to really party the first couple of days because I was focused on the shows um, that I was slotted for. But then I did hit the club. Uh, are we talking about that too? Yeah, as well? I'll go into yeah. I got nightlife stories too. Yeah, Nate, why don't go you start? It. What okay. do you got? So uh, one club we go to is the Tao Nightclub. Pop up. A pop up. T A O Tao out here. Yep, and then there's Tao in Vegas. If you're familiar. Yeah. And we go to this pop up, and it's a group of guys. It's like Shay, Josh, Jeff, whole bunch of boys. Like my Cali connection, mm-hmm. New York connection, and they turn up. Like there is no doubt. Wherever they go, they turn up. And I'm not even going to save the money, but let's just say it was a ridiculous amount of money that the guy charges for the table. And, then, you know, I always reach in my pocket because I'm willing to pay. And my guy's like, let's, <laughs> let's just say it's, it's like a used car. You know, he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to pay that. He's kind of giving them. You're going to bargain. Like, yeah, he's like, all right, listen, I'll pay that, but just charge me this and I'll pay more than that in bottles. My people call this haggling. Yeah, that's what you do. So he basically haggled for the same price. We really? get in there. And it's just bottles on bottles on bottles and sparklers everywhere. We're that table. My brothers are there. We're turned up. And you would think that we were the Patriots. This is before the Super Bowl. <laughs> you would think we're celebrating something. And my brother taps me like, Nate, 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 you got to come over. I'm like, who? He's like, yo, Ja's over there. I'm like, Ja? He's like, yeah, Ja Rule. You met Ja in New York. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to run up on him in the club. He's like, man, come over. So I go over. And I reluctantly go up to people that I've only met a couple times. And Josh sees me from a distance. He's like, "Yo, Nate, what's up, baby? <laughs> the way you walk, the way you talk." <laughs> so I'm like, "John, what's up?" He's like, "Yeah, we in here. You want something? You want some bottles?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm good. We got a little table over there." He's like, "It's going down all night long, man. I'll see you later." I'm like, "Oh, that's wow, crazy." Fun. So then we go there. The next night, Bootsy Bellows pop up, popular spot. What does that mean, Bootsy Bellows? It's a club in LA. It's popular joint. We get there. The guy who runs it also runs the nice guy. So we walk up and we're looking for somebody. And I, I don't like doing the whole. This is who I am. I'm with Josh. These dudes got dumb money. And so tell, just, and Josh is just a friend, right? I mean, he's is, just he's, a friend. They, they, I don't they know. Do that's what Bismarcky says. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we get there and I'm just waiting for Josh to kind of talk to whoever he's talking to. And my guy Tony from Mr. Nice Guy is like Nate. I'm like, what's up, man? He's like. Who you with? I'm like, oh, I'm with Josh. Josh got a table with us. Not me. He's like, no, no, no. Who's with you? I'm like, yeah, I'm with Josh. He's like, forget that. How many people? I'm like, I don't know, like eight or ten. He's like, eight or ten, fifteen, whatever. Come on in. And he just takes him to a table. This is your table. Sit down. Drinks are coming. And I'm like, yo, listen, I kicked it in LA. I even been a nice guy. Like, he shows me love all the time. But it was a different type of love. So I'm sitting there already thrilled. And then John Hamm rolls up. John Hamm? You can pick a celebrity out of a bottle. No, John Draper. John Hamm, yeah. the actor. This is my most jealous Mad moment of anybody. Dick all Whitman. Go on. Super chill. Super Dick sober Whitman. outside. And we're just like, yo, what's up? We're talking football. Patriots, Falcons. Here's the offense. Here's the defense. John's like, I played linebacker at 215 in high school. I was a banger. I come down. I'm like, damn, you stand about 6'2. Like, you was a big linebacker. He's like, yeah, sure. yeah, I could hit. I couldn't last in college, but you know, I did my thing. We get inside. 
it was almost a synergy of us two being there at the same time. We'd always meet like near the bar or on our way out from the bathroom. And he turns it up, don't lie. And he was, turn, he was just turning to me. Mm-hmm. You know how you look in somebody's eyes and you realize you are, you're, you're just as hammered as me. Yeah. And it was that type of one. And every conversation was a football conversation in the middle of the club, just like yelling, screaming over voices. No, 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 no. Saying, if they stop Julio, right. they stop the offense. He's like, yeah, but you can't bet. You can't bet. Wow. Belichick. He didn't want to talk about Kenny Cosgrove no. or Campbell. He was no. like, I'm Campbell. coming on the show. So right. those are my two like celebrity moments. <laughs> didn't watch. I only went out two nights, and those are my two celebrity I moments that stand out in my the head. The entire 2011 World Series. Just John Hamm. Oh, he's yeah. a St. Louis in, fan, right? He's yeah. from there. It was a good time, Incredible. Never talked to him, though. I would die. Okay, did you have any cool encounters? Anything worth sharing? Nothing worth sharing, guys, as usual. Well, listen, I was with Kay. We're standing in the lobby. I was here one night. That was fun. That was always fun. And Kay... You are always very calm when it comes to celebrities. You don't get starstruck. I've been around you. You've busted my chops before by being starstruck about guests. Steve who come Smith on. was it for me. Yeah. And I, I go, okay, look over there. And you're like, what? And I go, that's 89. And you go, oh my god, oh my god. Will you go with me? <laughs> Do will you I go really? With, you go, hey, will you go, go with me? Guys, I would not go by myself. <laughs> we go what over. A loser, I am. I make the introduction the first thing we talked. I, think to I stood Smith. behind Kyle. You I did. Like, you did. It was like we're going up to see Santa Claus <laughs> uh-huh. or something, right? Uh-huh. And it was, he obviously he was so nice and so cool. And the funny detail about it, and this is why Steve Smith is so fascinating to me for a million different reasons you think of steve smith if you're a football fan he's like this bad mother who's talking all this thing and getting into fights and whatnot there's a little cafe he's at where you get a a, a croissant or something Mm -hmm. and a coffee steve smith at four o'clock in the afternoon is getting a coca-cola and a mini box of fruit loops and i go is that for you is that you (laughs) guys yeah that's me just he's gonna eat dry fruit loops with coca-cola with (laughs) coca-cola in the middle of the afternoon it was like no doctor says dairy he shouldn't be eating it so that's why no milk. That's what he says to me. And it's not for his kids. That was for him. And he was unbelievably cool. But it was the first time I've ever seen Kay Adams starstruck. Yeah. And it was pretty fun. 100%. Now, you lived in the lobby the whole time. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I am not I'm a lobby, lobby person. I've learned a couple things. You love the lobby I and do. people watching. I'm like straight to the elevator go. Because about the couple times I was caught in the lobby with you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're, yeah. we're weird, weird. Some drunk guy it runs as they get towards the end of the week. Wednesday, Tuesday, yes, it it's was media calm. members. You know, it's, it's Trey Wingo and it's Katie Nolan and it's people in the media who are staying there. By the end of the week, the number of people wearing jerseys triples. It's all the fans get in. So yeah. Kay and I are walking through and this just drunk, drunk loon runs after us. Good morning, football! Like, and a dead sprint. He's, Kay, you're so hot and Kyle, like, you're so funny. It was, and I actually thought there was going to be like a physical thing where I was going to have to be like, dude, calm down. Yeah. And so the lobby so got So you get crazy. Phil Sims, I get that. No, That was it's nuts. So Peter outed me on the air this week for Phil Sims. No, you didn't. There was actually a a couple funny moments in the lobby, one of them being the first night we're there. We're exhausted. You know, we did the show Tuesday morning. We flew all day. It's a four-hour flight. We get in, and I think all of us were like, let's just take it easy and let's wake up in the morning. But uh, I was like, I'm hungry. I'm going to get some food. So I didn't know if there was a restaurant or anything. So... I see Kyle in the lobby. I'm like, I'm going to sit down and get a bowl of soup. I mean, think about this. Is ever, people are going bananas. There's a maximum party. I'm like, I want to get a bowl of soup. So yeah, it I'm, was really old. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, here I am sitting at the bar I at the hotel lobby. I thought it was code for something originally. No. And I order, I order a tortilla <laughs> no. soup, and Kyle's like, it looks kind of good. I like to some tortilla. So Kyle right. sits down next to me, orders a tortilla soup. It's about 7 o'clock at night. Well, the waiter and the waitress weren't really on their P's and Q's, and 20 minutes turns to 40 minutes, turns to 60 minutes. An hour goes by. We haven't gotten our tortillas soup and the time being this place is packed it's Mike Golick it's Mike Greenberg it's Katie Nolan mm. it's Trey Wingo it's Dan Craig Carton it's Jay Dan right. now it's like sports Christine Luke's, Leahy Christine Cal- you know, Coward it's sports media luminaries it's all the executives <laughs> and then our bowls of soup arrive <laughs> 
So we're in this scene. People are doing shots, Peter. They're drinking beers, and then we get our soup. People are shoving shots in our faces, and I'm like, get out of here. And I'm eating this giant, like, what's it called? A ladle? I'm eating a giant ladle of tortilla chicken soup. (laughs) Just disgusting. (laughs) Sipping out of the bowl. And I told Kyle, I said, I told Kyle, I said, there's nothing more perfect. I I love this. I love the fact that I'm eating a big, giant bowl of soup amidst all these people trying to hobnob and network, and there's agents around. And Kyle and I. Give me the soup. Kyle and I are in sweatpants eating soup above it all. It was the coolest thing. Give me the the asteroid or give me the soup. Give me the asteroid. In that same vein, I thought it was great that after the NFL honors, we decided to grab a bite to eat. And it was so cool to sit in Papacitos, which is my favorite restaurant down there. Sit down there and everyone's, you know, there's a lot of fans or whatever. There's the three of us, me, Peter, and and Kyle. And across, there's 10 reserve seats for LaDainian Tomlinson, who was just inducted into the (laughs) Hall of Fame, the most prestigious company of life. And he's just going to eat like bottomless chips and salsa yep. and guac. He's at, at a Mexican Papacitos, restaurant where they serve margaritas and chopping it up with people. Anybody who comes up to him and like wants him to sign it, that was amazing. The other thing, so I, I learned that was pretty cool. The other thing is traveling. Uh, Nate and I can never be just together alone for any amount of time. Why? Well, what because, happened? Because, happened? because you know you have the group of people who travel, and there's like the irresponsible ones that always count on somebody yeah, else to sure. like tell them where they're going, or I'm sure like maybe yeah. Toya does it. What gate are we in? That type of stuff. So we split We split cars for some reason, so even just <laughs> right. going there, Nate and I are in one car, and you two are in the other car, and Nate and I, you know, we're like on Instagram live, we're like watching right. YouTube videos, doing absurd things on the drive. We, we could have been driven to the middle of a field and shot Seriously. for all we knew. We were Seriously. not paying any attention. Could have been kidnapped. We get out at the airport we have our luggage and we're just standing outside on the curb like what now we legitimately <laughs> what uh, airlines are we on we were like wait where are what, we going wait what airline what first are we class doing? coach are we, like, fly- are we at newark we had no idea we what Greyhound? airport we were right. at you were on instagram live the whole yes, ride but over we had no idea but i but i learned what lit. catch me outside was so that oh, was good. that's an important yeah. lesson yeah. I had to look up. I'm scrolling like Wendy, Wendy. Like, where's yeah. my thing? Oh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You two are then TSA pre-check. Yep. Uh, yeah. You guys are already <laughs> in the mix, or whatever. Traveler. Nate and I literally no idea yeah. what gate, whatever. I always rely. That's my thing. I always rely on the other person. I'm not awareness. responsible sure. at all. We need to know that moving forward. Like, you need to be with Peter and me, and then I'll be with Nate or vice versa. I yeah. never have any idea. I'll wait for I'll wait for somebody to come get me. The car, <laughs> serve, like the car is coming. Kyle's right. like, just stay here. Just chill. Just I'll get here. the car. It's almost I'll like go, you count on the driver because somebody made the reservation. And he asks you, you're like, uh, shouldn't you know where the drop yeah. me off yeah. at? Where, where I, I, don't I don't know what's going on. You know on. the airline? What airport? What check. time? I'm like, Kyle, help me. Yeah, so that's I, I will like. always help you. And I, I think you do bring up a good story, though, with the LT at Papacitos thing. It's awesome. Because first so what of all, is Papacitos all right, for listeners? Papacitos is the Mexican restaurant in the lobby of the hotel. It, it's, it's a as, taqueria, as cantina. basic a Mexican restaurant. It's pretty good, though. Chips, fajitas, margaritas. It was good. It was pretty good. The power move is to get the guacamole chips every time. I didn't. I didn't know that. If anybody listening knows this, I go to a lot of Mexican restaurants. I've never heard this. They bring out these chips yep. for salsa, which are very brittle. They're very brittle. Thin. And very when brittle. the guac comes out, if you try to use the salsa chip on the guac, it will break mm-hmm. like a compound fracture. Mm-hmm. Then there's a more sturdy. Okay, like Jordy, rib, Jordy Nelson's <laughs> Jordy ribs. Jordy Nelson's ribs cracking like the chips. Way to bring it back to football, Nate. They bring out the guac chips, which are like reinforced. They're great. And they must Thick. be carb heavy too, which is I'm fine with. They were better. And then they don't break. They're so reinforced. we're eating our, our carb heavy chips. And the Daniel Thomason, to Kay's point, had just had the greatest night of his life. It reminded me of these guys at the draft who were like, I'm going fishing when I get drafted. You know, Joe Thomas fishing with his dad. LT said, no, I'm not hosting my own party. I'm going to the taqueria and having the guac chips, sitting two tables away at a fairly cheesy Mexican restaurant. That's how he decided to do it. Dak Prescott, I'm going to my grandma's house to fish in the backyard. But the the context of that is good, though, too. If you like hearing about Super Bowl weekend 
We get out of the NFL honors. Nate is, you know, hosting some party somewhere. At Bootsy Bellows. At Bootsy Bellows. Peter and Kay and I've I come together. I've got five parties I'm supposed to go yes, to. Yes, it's hell. Because it gets out and everyone's dressed up. It's like, where are you going? How are you getting? Can you get me in? You Can go you to get the Vanity my friend Fair in? party? The Rolling Stone I got Stone five party? guys. Can you get them in? Vanity Fair, Rolling Stone. It was over for me once I put on my rag and bone sneakers. I was yeah. like, nope, put on the shoes on the red carpet. There's no way I'm going out. And we decided not to. We decided to go to Papacitos and debrief on the weekend and look awesome. at LT. It was a great decision. Look at LT. Nate, we missed you. So you yeah. guys fly out. <laughs> I was you guys with the wife. You were with the wife. You were with the wife. My, really quick, my last great story that not yeah. great story, yeah, yeah. my thing was I got to do that Nickelodeon thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick Cannon, my I guy. Watched that. Nick with and I watched Nick that. With Nick Cannon, who's incredible. Like the lights come on, he's a different person. He's yeah. so, it, he's just great at what he does. So it was this challenge with like a kid from high school musical, some Nickelodeon show. Uh, and then you had two athletes, one like legendary athlete and then one like that's current. So I got to hang out and it, they're, they're dressed like sticks of juicy fruit, mm-hmm. like in neon colors, the whole bit. Uh, it was a blast. These like weird the obstacles that they the were doing. You had everybody from Andre Johnson to oh, West nice. Welker, Ladanian Tomlinson. That's where I got to finally meet him, which was really cool. Drew Brees was in the mix. Victor Cruz, Demarcus Ware, Demarcus Ware. All these guys playing these ridiculous games where they're like squeezing water out of Nerf, Nerf balls with their butt. Yeah, it's mm. unbelievable. It was like Double Dare. What we talked. It, it was like, like Double Dare. Dare. Yeah. It was awesome. What I learned from it, what I carried away, is something actually very serious. That you guys, and I'm looking at you, Nate. This competitive thing oh, that you have, it never leaves. You're born with it and it never will go away, maybe in any aspect of life. They, Wes Welker is screaming at LT that he's cheating, that he's one foot ahead of where he was when he had to start. And they're not kidding. Like, Andre Johnson <laughs> is running through tires with soaking, like, Nerf balls, and he's, like, not giving up, and he's taking yeah. it so seriously, and there's, like, a little bit of trash talk. There's undertones of, like, actual real tension. I'm like, this yeah. is a joke. Uh-huh. This is a Nickelodeon show where, yeah. like, who cares? They're taking it so seriously and competitively. I loved seeing that. What was your role? You were hosting it? I did the play-by-play. I got to see this. It was ridiculous. And we watched it. it. It was really cool. I know we it was on at 1.30 on Sunday. Everything I said sounded dirty. Everything really? was like, oh, really? oh it, was, uh, it was ridiculous. Double innuendos? Everything was double Because, this is Nickelodeon. It has to be super squeaky clean, right, for yeah. their audience. They it was have so all fun. These, yeah. I would do it again in a heartbeat. It was so much fun. It I wish looked you guys fun. I, I didn't I, get slimed, it. but it was a good time. That's it was great. so cool. And yeah. by the way, Kay, you're the most competitive person I know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for, for you sure. to put it on them, that's you. But do you know what I'm saying? It'd be like me playing a game in, in like against Calvin, your yeah. son, your three-year-old son, <laughs> right. and being like, no, apples to apples, I'm going to win this game. <laughs> right. right. I don't know. Go ahead. So then we left and you said. You left. So I say, so just, uh, you know, the game, obviously, we'll get to that. But um, pregame was insane. So I have all access because I'm working the postgame show for Fox. So I have got this credential that gets me on the field before the game of the Super Bowl. So I'm walking around. I'm saying hi to Dan Quinn. Say hi to Matt Ryan. The Gaga. Lady Gaga. Gaga, we did not see, but Usher, I did see. I came Took over and spoke with him. him. I actually, it, it was actually a really cool conversation with Usher because we have a mutual friend. I know it sounds crazy, but a guy I went to college with, his name's Scooter Braun. He's Justin Bieber's manager. Yeah, Scooter, he's famous. Wait, yeah. run that back because Terrence's eyebrow, our social media producer here is like, what? Yeah, we have a mutual, mutual friend. friend with Usher. So Scooter is Usher, a huge deal. He's famous. Scooter's Justin Bieber's manager. He went to, he lived next door to me in college. Like we've Usher found Bieber. Yes. Well, On Scooter found Scooter Bieber found and Usher and Scooter. Mentored kind of, yeah. So Scooter's the manager. He also does the- uh, Is his the, name Scott? Can we call him Scott? Is his name actually Scooter? It's Scott Braun, but okay, it's Scooter Braun, it. and you would know him. He, you know, he found Gangnam Style, found that guy, yes. found Carly Rae Jepsen, found uh, Ariana Grande. Like, Peter, I watched the, the Bieber documentary. Yes. He's crazy. all Get over that thing. Yeah. I watched that thing. So he's he's a great a dude. So I say I see Usher, and I'm like, you know, we've actually met before. I'm friends with Scooter. He goes, he calls me on my bluff. He's like, oh yeah, let's Facetime him right now. We get on it. Scooter's there. We're all doing the, hey, you know, Scooter's on his couch with his kid, and like, hey, whatever, it's great. So then Usher looks at me and is like, 
you you got you're you work in the NFL network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we winning this? Like, and I got very serious, like very nervous about the Falcons. He's like a diehard fan, and I'm like, no, it, it's gonna it's gonna happen. And it's if on. only he knew. If Holy only crap. Knew. and like I'm almost. <laughs> and he was so nice, Usher, so cool. He's like, let's take a photo, everything. And I'm like, this guy's on the Voice. This guy, I've been listening to this guy since high school. This yeah, guy was in. Yeah. She's all that, if I remember. Like the faculty, he was the in the faculty. faculty like the faculty. Little, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this guy, this is Usher, and he's giving me the time of day. So that was cool. Now, What's his presence? Awesome. Like, like, like charming? One of the guys. Yeah, one of the guys. Like swag unbelievable. sauce. Yeah, unbelievable. Dripping. Unbelievable. And O'Hara comes over, and you know, then Sean O'Hara and I. O'Hara were, butted it on your picture, didn't he? That's fine. Sean was great. And he was asking <laughs> Sean, because Sean's an offensive lineman, you know, how's Alex Mack going to be if he has a hairline fracture? Like, Usher cared about it. So I let him go. Harry Connick was there. Spoke to him for a while. Sure. I told him about our show. We're next to him. He knew all about it. That was yeah. cool. The craziest thing, and again, I'm not a fanboy, and as a journalist and an insider or whatever, I guess I, this isn't really the most kosher thing to say, but. I'm on the field before the game, and the Patriots come running out, and I'm just getting this rush of excitement because I know what these guys have built for. I know how what a cool moment this is. And I'm out there, and at this gut decision, I'm like, I got to do it because Josh is one of my guys. Like, I went over to just say what's up to McDaniels before the game, and he's this offensive coordinator, the Super Bowl ahead of him, and he comes running up to me, gives me this giant hug, and he's like, man, like, this is it. And, like, this is such a cool moment. And he gives me a big hug, and he's like, thanks for your friendship. Thanks for all this. And, like, I'm on the middle of the field. 20 minutes before the Super Bowl, I'm hugging Josh McDaniels, and I'm like, crazy, bro. pinch me. This, this is just crazy. Yeah. And then, obviously, we know what happens. They have this ultimate comeback, and, and the Patriots win. Cool in those moments. But it That's was, your football heaven. That you is know, football that is heaven. It was surreal to be How on the field before How many times did you get goosebumps? Him. So many times, because uh, with about, you know, when they go into overtime, I'm on the field for that, and just to watch the whole final play. Like, Hair from, standing up when you're on. Nah, nice. So, Peter, when they, the final, because your deal was post-game interviews. So, when James White scores the touchdown, and the confetti falls, and everyone runs on the field. There's disarray. What's that like for you? you got to sprint out there. What are you doing? Take I me took it that. easy because my, my role wasn't necessarily to get those interviews and for them and to air necessarily. Mine was to be on the panel. So I'm uh. sitting in the corner now. The cool thing is, all that goes down. All these guys come over, and Fox is ushering the guests over. So Amendola, Edelman. Uh, LeGarrett Blunt, they all came to us, which was cool. Marty B, Michael B, he was over there. Are those guys just like tweaking at the time, Going like nuts, they're on something. They're so excited. Yeah, so on fire. The the wild one though was Chris Long because I'm working with Howie yeah. Long, and I'm gonna say working with loosely working with Howie Long's obviously yeah. the big show. I'm the after show. Uh, but to see them first embrace after after Chris finally. You know, Chris Long never played in a playoff game, I don't think. And now he wins a Super Bowl, and his father's there, and Kyle Long's there, and Howie Jr. and Diana's wife. So. Uh, just an overwhelming thing. And, uh, you know, to be on the field, I tell this to everyone because people say, hey, I got access to Super Bowl. Should I go? I heard it's just a corporate event. I would say to anybody who can go to the Super Bowl, go to one. It's the coolest, coolest, coolest event. And Gaga, all that stuff, it all is part of it. And I just, I had such a great Sunday in addition to an amazing weekend with you guys. Who showed up more, Patriot fans or Falcons fans? Patriots fans were there in mass, but I was impressed with the Falcons fans. I wasn't sure if they if they had that that uh, that traveling caravan, and they were there. They yeah, were they there. Were there. You heard it wasn't the far letter. for them. No, um, and then I don't know if we're going to talk about the game, but <laughs> what do you want to? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think because we did it on our show, but if you're listening, and this is like I don't know, I, it's the worst loss of all time, mm-hmm. of all time. It's worse than. It's worse than Greg Norman. It's worse than the Yankees blowing. You're a saying worse loss in any sport. Any sport of yeah. all time. You're up 28 to three with 26 minutes left to go. Yeah, a lot of people compared it to that Red Sox Yankees thing. I think it's way worse than it's that. Worse. The Yankees had won. The, the Yankees had won, and like the Yankees, you have different pitchers, and like you the Yankees won the year before. I know. So this to do it all in one night with the same principles involved, and to be that in charge of a game, no players. Isn't it? Wasn't like 
oh, Matt Ryan got hurt or something. There was no thing like that at all. The game just changed that dramatically. I think it's the worst ever, too. Uh, the stat that Matt Hamilton, our researcher, gave me that I kept on yelling, of all oh, the times in a game since 1991 that a team has led by 25 points or more, the record is 1,057 to 4. <laughs> and this happens in the Super That's Bowl crazy. and they lose. 1,057 to 4, and this is the fifth time it happened. You know, it's funny you're talking about the worst loss in sports history. You know, obviously the worst loss in Atlanta Falcons history. On the flip side, yeah. out of all the wins the Patriots have had, this is the best win. And think about all the buildup we had on our show like, about like how like worst and best. Like in one game, right, one organization, they take the title of the worst loss. Other organization, very storied organization in the Patriots, take the title as the best win they've ever had without Gronk. And let's just say it. You know how we describe the players on the team? A bunch of no-name guys, whatever. Like you could throw it out the window, or you could lean on it heavily and say it's true. Either way, they had to deal with a lot. Brady being suspended and, you know, Brasopolo being in there. And these guys, they pull off this comeback in the most amazing fashion. And it, as much as the 466 yards was impressive, it wasn't all Brady. Like, you look at the stat line, you think, 466, damn. Brady MVP, damn. Yeah, it's all Brady. Not, not by any stretch of the mag- imagination. It was James White. It was Hightower. Julian Edelman. It was Hightower. It was Amendola. Like, Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers. It, yeah. it was the complete collection of what the Patriot way stands for. And, you know, they're chanting all these things. I think No Days Off was a chant that Bill Belichick tried to create at the parade. It was like his version of a slow clap that nobody got involved he's, in. He's so uh, fetch. Yeah. 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 So but fetch. The, the Patriot way. No Days Off. Uh, what else is it? One more win. One more. One, one more. more. Do win your one job. More. Do your job. Well, like. You know, some of it sounds corny. Some of it sounds cliche. Some of these are just quotables. What did, you can T- pull what did up. Tebow tell us? He said that if you it's, the, a he said it's, it's he on said it's a every wall. The stuff enough. that they say isn't just if talk. You preach something enough, you end up having no other choice than to believe in it. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing, man. You know, you talk about getting goosebumps. Like I know for however long they run that footage, and when they get more in depth, and the documentary comes out, mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit there like a child watching it, and I'm going to get goosebumps yeah, at the your moments that matter every time. What's amazing is that they keep just reinventing new ways to sh- establish and let everybody know mm-hmm. their greatness. Like, it's – they were great. They could have won the Super Bowl handedly and just, like, won it and been in the lead the whole time, and it would have been great. No, no, no. They're going to give you the best comeback of all time. They're going to break the record in passing yards uh, with 466. They're going to do it without Tom Brady for the first four weeks. They're going to do it without Gronk, too. Yeah. And, hey, you know what? They're going to trade away Jamie Collins, and they're still going to do it. I think you put it really succinctly right. on Monday, Kay. I thought you were out, you were wonderful. I thought our show Monday was our best show, and I've, I texted you guys this all year. You did. And the three of us do not know why. Because I, I don't know why. Like I think you're still hungover. We I were, thought it was We fantastic. were zombies throughout the entire <laughs> I thought we were so – we were the first people on the network in the morning, and I thought we hit everything, and I just was really proud of the show. But, Kay, you said it best. Brady – like, as much as you want to hate him, and people do want to hate him, you couldn't hate him after that. He was so classy and so... Your word. Yeah, I mean... What was your word? Undeniable. undeniable. Mm-hmm. He was undeniable. Mm-hmm. And, and vulnerable and emotional and 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 valiant mm-hmm. and triumphant. Yeah. Classy. And all, yes, yeah. all and, of those and things. And it's like, yeah. you want to be a part of that. As much as you want to root against it and say, oh, they're the big bad... You can't hate. You can't hate. It, you, can, you can dislike, you can do that, but... What you a can performance. be jealous or tired, maybe, yes, but that, but he sure. gave you a reason to not be tired. Yeah, 
It wasn't a tiring win. It wasn't exhausting. It was awesome. We've compared him so much to Jordan, but I always thought it was almost an honor to lose to Jordan. Like back in the day, all those teams, whether it be the Hawks or the Charlotte Hornets. They didn't make it because of Jordan. No, they're like, it was an honor. You know, like we didn't make it, but we lost to Michael, and you you have to respect it. It felt that way. It's like losing to to Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson punch out. Like you made it that far. After his dad died, he reminded me of that when he was on the ground. Me too. You know, you talk about the hate and, you know, the type of criticism and judgment that Tom Brady and the Patriots fall under, you know, comparing them to Jordan and, you know, there's, there's Kobe that had a, a great run in NBA. There's a moment where you absolutely love a player and then it's something they do. The organization does. You, you go from love to hate and it's so fast. You look at LeBron. He loved this phenom when he's in Cleveland and he leaves Cleveland. You yeah. hate him. He's been back and forth a few times. And then he does something like go back to Cleveland and mm-hmm. promises the city that needs a championship. And he brings a champion. You fall in love with him again. So it's it's really a love hate relationship. So you know, I don't get mad when I talk to fans and they say I, I hate you know certain teams. I, I meet fans all the time and say I hated you when you played, and I believe them. Like yeah, you were pissed off because I talked a lot of trash and I tried to embarrass your squad. And you got to take that to the millionth level when it comes to Tom Brady because one he's kicked everybody's ass for a long time, and then two their organization has come under scrutiny so many times that. You hate them, you love them, you hate them, but in this moment, like you're saying, Peter, you can't help but to love them. You can't help but to love Brady after this particular Super Bowl win. Yeah, I'm watching Inside the NFL last night, and Michael Irvin's on it, and he's great. And he says, in such Michael Irvin ways, the way Irv would do it, every living day, every breathing moment, these Falcons players will remember that loss. As a player, up 28-3, to three, five running plays, the final – you know, when you're up 25 points, only five. To lose that way, can this team ever ba- – I mean, is that just – is that Not just the players. They need to win one. Not just like, the players, the coaches too. To get rid of that. We love Kyle Shanahan. We love Kyle Shanahan on the show. You know, I, I played for him briefly. Big fan. And we're all happy. Um, congratulatory to it, the job that he's going to do Every and what he got. Every breathing moment. It's not just the players. Kyle Shanahan, he can go and win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. with the 49ers. He will think about the time he lost to the Patriots when he had the game locked. How often do you have a game locked? Hey, Nate, let me do you think so it's what worse? What the hell happened? What the hell happened? I still want to digest Wait, do you it. think it's worse that, okay, so Pete Carroll, if he calls a running play, he wins the Super Bowl. That's, he has to live with that the rest of his life. Just the call. one call. One call. If you give it to Marshawn, he wins the Super Bowl. I don't think any of us doubt that. Is that in a way worse or better than the 25-point letdown? Because that's just one dumb decision. If I run, I win the Super Bowl. I think that, the, He's got to live with that, too. I think the 25-point letdown is worse because – you're up so much. And you come out in the third quarter, you score. It's impossible it's to a, lose. You can't. It's impossible to you can't lose. Like, you literally have to give the game away. Can't do it. To lose. You can go into four-minute offense. I know. And say, let's run the <laughs> clock out and have a great chance of winning. Sure. Not pass the ball another time. The loss that the, the, the Patriots or the Seattle Seahawks had against the Patriots, it's almost like, okay, you caught a pass play because maybe you wanted Russell Wilson to be MVP. Uh, you know, your no. second option was – you know, Marshawn Lynch being the MVP. You did one dumb thing as and, opposed and, and, to and, several. And Russell throws it away, yeah. whatever the case is. Whatever your reasoning was behind calling that play, you called it, everything goes awry. So I'm going to give that, I'm gonna give that to it's this tough, year's right? team. It, it's really tough, though. It's really, the question is that I think about, okay, it's all retrospect, right? We're playing at yeah, this yeah. point Wednesday morning quarterbacks. But sure. what would have happened if they would have ran the ball had Nate, me and up. lost? 
or just pass the ball heavy and lost? Like, what would you rather go out doing if what you're the Falcons? You understand about? what I'm saying? They, they wouldn't have lost. <laughs> Nate's trying to construct a hypothetical. I'm trying to. Right, I'm try, yeah, I'm just trying. Let me just let me just put this. Back. You know what I'm saying? Though. Of you course, know what I'm saying. you played aggressively to get here, right? So why would now? What if you played conservatively and they found a way to? I get it. Fine. Blah blah blah. They're up eight with three minutes left on the posing 22-yard line after the Julio catch, and they call three passing plays in a row or something. And they have one of the best running backs in the game. I mean, mean, (laughs) Nate, Nate, you can't wake up the next morning and not want to just vomit. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Next morning for the rest of your life. Athlete mentality. Does the six-second rule made famous by one Julian Edelman not apply at all? I feel like all NFL who, players. The Patriots or the Falcons? Just, just the mentality of an NFL player. Is it ever going to leave you that loss? No, but don't you guys always look ahead? Isn't doesn't your memory so short term that that maybe is no? When not you at all? win, like is it really going to haunt you, Irvin style, every single moment? When you win, I, and I don't know what the Super Bowl is like, but I would assume it's going to take a couple of months because that's usually around the time where you get back into the swing of things. So I would say in. in the, and kind of the correlation to the six-second rule, for the Patriots, six seconds turns into six weeks. Celebrate for six weeks. Enjoy yourself. I mean, spend this offseason living it up. you got to heal up from your injuries. Go party. Go spend some money. Do whatever it is your crazy mind can think of, and then get back focused for the next season. On the flip side, it's not six seconds. It's not six days. It's not six weeks. It's not even six years. It's the rest of your life. Yeah. This is 60 years that you're always tattoo, Peter's man. right. It's a tattoo. It's a tattoo. It's a mental tattoo. Mm-hmm. It is burned in your brain, and you will never forget it. It's it's up there with the worst memories. And I said I don't I don't take death lightly, and I don't want to sound insensitive to anybody that has lost family. But it's like a funeral because you 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 lose a loved one. I've heard people say the that. Season you fell in love with the season. Yeah. And imagine get to the Super Bowl. It's like the ultimate coronation of everything in that moment. And then when you lose it, it's like somebody stabbing that in the heart, and you're watching the season go lifeless in the palm of your hands. And that's what it was. It was in the palm of their hands. And all of a sudden, the last waking breath that this season has, it's gone. And you see somebody else walk away with your dream. That's You a know death. how hard it is. I mean, I hate to belabor it, but you know how hard it is to just get to the playoffs. I mean, we had to KO Spikes on the show. He has like, played, played in like 15 years, never made the playoffs. Then to win a playoff game, then to win two playoff games, then to be up 28-3. to three. And it's so hard to get there. And the only way that they can write this is winning it. And I, I don't know if... I don't know if they can do that. I don't we know. We talked about that this week. They may never be back. They, they may, may never. And that might be that. that might the be Carolina their Panthers may never be back. You know, it is that hard to get there. The Seattle Seahawks may never that be Panthers back. Panthers analogy is real. It's on point. Like, after last year's Panthers season, we're like, oh, wow. Well, they got Cam. They got the MVP. They're going to be a Calvin Benjamin's coming Kane back. He's coming back. A thousand yards before he got hurt. This year, they can't win a game. They, they, they can't even come close to the playoffs. So, could we be looking at Atlanta next year? You think, no way. They're too loaded. I don't care if Shannon nope. leaves. They're too much offense. They could, though. But we could be looking at the Patriots next year, who have 100%. pretty much everybody coming back, have to make some free agency signings, maybe in Marty B. Do they need Gronk? We'll see what happens with him. That's he could be back. I mean, could they do they, – they, they did it without Gronk. Absolutely. They did not – lose. all right, so they lost Gronk. They didn't lose a game. Not a single game after they lost Gronk. And that's my deal is the second they, so, they see that you can win, can win without you, see you later. I know Gronk is a, is a legend. 
and he's a Patriots uh, like hero. Don't you don't you dare say it. I'll come across Nate, the table right now, KB. He's, he's always hurt. Don't you, they don't win a, they you, just won a Super Bowl without him. Fix your mouth to say it. And they could get some sucker to pay a king's ransom for Gronk. <laughs> maybe throw in Garoppolo and get twelve first round picks. There's five they more Super Bowls. They redo Marty Bowls. B. No, you're right. Five dollars apparently Marty to B. for the team. They got to redo you know John Tower. No, you're right. They could trade. They'll get like they'll end up with like Todd Gurley. And, I know. And old Adrian <laughs> Peterson. And, get Le'Veon. And I mean, it should yeah. be incredible. Great stuff today, guys. That is our post Super Bowl Fifty One wrap up. Hopefully, next time we do this, Peter Schrager will have his voice back I, to one hundred. I like having the raspy voice. I feel like it's I little, love it. It's nighttime. It's like I love it. Dark. You sound like Macy Gray. I like it too. I feel like Macy you could Gray. sing a little bit better too. Yeah. Hit us with a note, man. <laughs> We, we don't, don't talk, talk anymore. anymore. <laughs> Did you know he was going to go with that? Because we're, we're in the same band. <laughs> we are in the same cover band. Great stuff. You guys can always uh, tweet us at hashtag GMFB. It's 24-7. And download this podcast. Where, Nate? Yeah, you got to find us at uh, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Also go to NFL.com slash podcast. Nate, and listen, we're doing the show in the offseason. It's going to be a lot of fun. We had an, uh, an amazing Hall of Fame discussion that I wasn't uh, privy to, oh, man, but yeah. I got to watch backstage talking about T.O. There's still a lot to talk about in the yeah. combine coming up so you guys will have a reason to tune in for three hours and if today was any indication of what our shows are going to be like it's <laughs> awesome because we have a little bit more time to sort of listen to each other and not yeah. rush to a guest or mm-hmm. rush to a commercial break or a highlight it was pretty cool today it was kind of like the podcast yeah. right a little bit yeah. Uh, yeah we'll be more of that you can find us at tradegronk.com tradegronk.com <laughs> stay tuned dot for gov, uh, t-shirt t-shirt in the pool.org <laughs> Mike Stud featured oh here we go oh, I saw Mike Stud perform how was Mike Stud I saw Mike Stud performed at the Barstool party he yeah. commands a room he does Kate I had no idea who he was other than Nate talking about him this rapper gets up and I'm like oh I'll watch this guy dude. All of a sudden, they're talking about Mike Studd. He's doing this song called Swish or something. Yeah. It, was, it was unbelievable. He's talented, man. Manziel's on stage with him, like, dancing and rapping every word with him. I could do that without that. But Mike Studd was awesome. Yeah. So he, he has a song called he Shine. Has everybody in the palm of his hand when he's performing. Yeah, and everybody got to give him, make some noise for this guy. Make some noise so for Nate, that guy. Yeah. What happened? He released a song. It's called Shine. It's featuring uh, Marcus Stroman, who's a pitcher for the Blue Jays, and also myself. We talked about it on the podcast. So it's called yeah. Shine. We're trying to get it for he a highlight it. package at the end of this week. Could it be our podcast theme song? It could be. Yeah, Ooh, we can get the rights to it. We're going to play it on the network. We're going to drop it on GMFB exclusively on GMFB truffles first. Truffles on spaghetti? What is yeah. it? We're in flying the on the jetty, jetty putting truffles, truffles on spaghetti. Right. Yeah, flying exactly. on the jetty. Yeah. Love that. Can't wait for that. You guys will have to tune into Good Morning Football to hear more. Bye. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code Gabby2024 for 20% off your first order. 
When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway.